This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Ion Houston. This is Sarah E. from Mix 96.5. And this morning I'm joined by the chair of the Houston chapter of the National Eating Disorder Association, Priya James. Good morning, Priya, and thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about what the NIDA Walk is and what the association stands for. Okay, so um, the NIDA Walk is a walk put on by the National Eating Disorders Association. Um, we are the largest nonprofit dedicated to supporting individuals and families affected by eating disorders. Um, so it's just a walk it's like a safe place for people, for families and friends and those who have been affected by eating disorders or who are going through eating disorders. Um, maybe those who are struggling and haven't had that, you know, help to get out there and say they need help. Um, so it's just a safe place and a great event to come together and support each other and feel like a community. So when it comes to an eating disorder, let's go ahead and start with the bare bones. What is an eating disorder? Eating disorders are known to several people as several things. Um, there's anorexia, there's bulimia, there's binge eating disorder. Anorexia, as many people know, is restricting food. Bulimia is binging and purging. And binge eating is just um, eating large amounts of food and feeling a lot of self loss of control while eating. Um, there's other, you know, you can have co-eating disorders too. You can do a little bit of restricting and um, purging as well. There's just a wide array of eating disorders. Um, so how do you, uh, it sounds like it's an unhealthy relationship with food. Now, how do you realize that you are, that you do have an unhealthy relationship with food? When you find yourself restricting food, I think, or just feeling a loss of control when it comes around food. Now, a lot of people think it is mainly about like losing weight or wanting to look a certain way, but it's really not. It's about self-control. Sometimes when you feel out of control, you need one thing to kind of feel like you're in control over. So that's why a lot of people start their eating disorders or they have past traumas and they just don't know how else to cope with the trauma and they start to have eating disorders. Um, and these days the diet culture is so in your face Absolutely. Um, so it's 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 very hard. Even like forms of clean eating are often turning into eating disorders now. So so even uh, certain dietary programs that are becoming uh, ex extremely popular, like intermittent fasting. Yes. And one meal a day. Yes. So can you go ahead and describe some of these new practices that people are doing, even though they think they're being healthy? Maybe not. It's is it the same as you know you're going to a party later that evening, so you restrict your calories during mm -hmm. the day so that you can have fun. At the steak dinner at Del Frisco's. Yes, and that is very dangerous because that could lead to binging and purging. Um, and it messes up your metabolism. And it just messes up your whole body. So the best thing to do is, you know, eat three meals a day and eat snacks and, you know, have everything in moderation. You don't want to restrict certain foods and then you feel like you have to have them and then you end up binging. So it's, it's just better, you know, have a healthy lifestyle with eating 
whatever you want in moderation and exercising and living a happy life. Now, as somebody who is maybe noticing that somebody is possibly getting crossing that line from maybe thinking that they're being healthy with a intermittent fasting, one meal a day type of lifestyle, and crossing that line over into an eating disorder, how should one maybe approach that if they see that one of their loved ones is maybe entering the danger zone? Yeah, it's it's very hard. Um, I would suggest, for example, going to the National Eating Disorders Association website. Um, they have lots of resources to help friends and family um, speak to people who they feel like might be having trouble. Um, and I think the most important thing is if you're going to confront somebody about possibly having an eating disorder, just to not be very... Um, pushy about it and you know just kind of let them know that you're there for them Mm -hmm. um and maybe you know give them the right tools such as websites or you know and that's why the needle walk is such a great place because you can kind of take them with you and they kind of feel like there's other people suffering and maybe what they're doing is not you know the best way to eat and have a healthy lifestyle so Mm Just things like that, you know, taking them to there's several local events and groups. If you can somehow like talk them into just going to one and if they could see that maybe what they're not doing is healthy or they see other people are getting them out of that isolation. Yes, exactly. So, you know, they just feel like, okay, maybe I can get help or maybe there is something going on. Yeah, And of course, you know, a lot of uh, a big part of when people don't want to address a problem, it's the fear of not knowing what's on the other side Mm -hmm. of that recovery. So what exactly do some steps to getting into recovery look like for somebody with an eating disorder because it's not like a drug addiction mm-hmm. a drinking addiction mm-hmm. where it's just like one thing I've got to get this out of the house mm-hmm. you've got to have food yes you do <laughs> you have know, to and you're have surrounded food. by food everywhere so mm-hmm. what exactly do the steps of getting into an eating disorder recovery kind of look like so first I you know it would be a good thing to take an assessment. There's several online assessments um, for eating disorders. You just answer some questions and they say maybe you should go get some help. Now you can start off with going to a therapist and a dietitian. It's really important, I feel, to find someone who does specialize in eating disorders because they know um, the disorder a little bit better. There are several medical professionals that are not very trained on eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's very important. And then if if you are able to take the steps of going to one of the recovery centers, there's several in Houston, there's the Eating Recovery Center, there's um, Center for Discovery. Um, and you just go and you meet with someone and they kind of let you know, they assess you and um, they let you know what the next steps would be. And a part of that, of course, is a, a lot of that information is going to be on the Need a Walk website, which yes. is? Um, it is www.needawalk.org slash Houston 2019. Okay, and so the walk, uh, let's get into this event. It is going to be when? It is going to be Saturday, December 7th at Discovery Green Park. Great place. Yes, <laughs> that is a it's great a beautiful place, place. To, do a, to do a walk. And um, go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about where the walk kind of started from, where it's progressed to, how it came to Houston, mm-hmm. and where you hope to go from here. Okay. Um, so we started the walk in Houston about six years ago. Um, there are walks nationally in mm-hmm. several cities. Um and like I said, it's just a place, a safe place for people to come as a community and support others. And um, 
So we started it six years ago. We started it in a small park, not Discovery Green. <laughs> um, we started with about 80 people. And since that first walk last year, we had over 250 people. So we're growing. Wonderful. Um, it is there is a lot of stigma related to mental health and eating disorders. So sometimes it's a little difficult um, to get people to come out. But I mean, it's a great walk and I hope to see it grow. I hope we can one day have 500 people. Um, I think the New York walk has over a thousand people. So that would be great. Um, And I hope we're still going to continue to have it at Discovery Green. But it's it's a lot of fun. We have a photo booth. Um, You're going to be emceeing. (laughs) We have a great speaker this year. Um, And it's just just a great place to come out. And I'm glad that you brought up stigma because it's sort of a well-accepted concept that eating disorders really only affect women. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case at all, is it? That is not the case. Um, in fact, I have some stats here. Um, so it says that 20 million women are typically um, affected by an eating disorder in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. 10 million men are also wow. affected in their lifetime. And um, it's not only adults either. It's children. Mm-hmm. Um, children as young as, you know, we've seen six or seven start having eating disorders and and with society these days, you know, you see these children see magazines and TV and there's, well, of course, we're living in the Instagram age where yes, everything is exactly. filtered. Every, and, and people are judging people more than they used to and mm-hmm. commenting on other people's looks more than they used to. So there's a huge pressure on individuals to look a certain way. Um, and the sad part is, you know, a lot of the people on Instagram and TV, they're not real. They have no. work done to themselves. And so what people are seeing is not real, but they think it's real. Mm-hmm. And then they think to themselves, oh, my God, I need to look like that. You know, I, I need to change something. And then they start patterns of what they think is healthy eating or, you know, eating disorder habits and mm-hmm. restricting. Well, I mean, it's, you know, something as simple as the body tuning that they that some of these women do on yes. Instagram, where it's literally just a, a shave of the waist. Mm-hmm. It's why do you have to do that? Yeah, exactly. You have to go that far mm-hmm. in order to make yourself appear that you're acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, I mean, it is honestly a tough world out there to live in, to live in now. Um, I had a speaker a couple of years ago. She said she first started developing eating disorder thoughts at, like, the young age of, like, four or five when she started, like, a toddler ballet. Oh, wow. And yeah. other people were making com- – other kids were making comments about her weight. And, you know, it's, it's really sad. Well, the problem is, is everybody seems to want to look – one way mm-hmm. they want to fit into one mold instead of embracing the fact that every single person is different that is true and and you know that's what makes you unique exactly. everybody is different you don't want to look like everybody else and unfortunately a lot of people want to look like celebrities or you know whoever they see on tv and you really have to be able to embrace yourself and i know it's really hard like mm-hmm. i've suffered from an eating disorder in the past also mm-hmm. so i i know personally that it's very hard because it's out there in front of your face and being shoved down your face especially you know with social media and mm-hmm. um all of these new diets everybody's following and you've got different everybody's got a different gene pool mm-hmm. that they're swimming yeah. in so it's you know if your best friend is 5 to 95 pounds yes. and you're 5 8 and you know 125 that's just because of your genetics there's nothing that yes. you're going to be able to do to change that mm-hmm. so when it comes to being able to have that outlet of acceptance 
Yes, that's very important. And and speaking of everybody having a different gene, if you there's a video called Poodle Science that you can find on YouTube. <laughs> if you look that up, it's it has a great explanation on that. I think everybody should watch that. So absolutely, yeah. and also go to Netta, sorry Nita Walk dot org slash Houston. 2019 2019 Uh to get your information if you or somebody that you one of your loved ones is suspected of having an eating disorder and for the walk coming up on december 7th tell us a little bit uh and for the walk coming up on December 7th, why don't you go ahead and give us the rundown of all of the event information one more time. Okay. Um, so the walk will be on December 7th, which is a Saturday at Discovery Green. Um, registration and opening activities start at 9 a.m. We have um, we usually do yoga, um, photo booth, things like that. And you get to check out all the sponsor tables. And then the opening ceremony will be at 10 a.m. Our speaker this year will be Shannon Cope. She's the best-selling author of Pound for Pound. Um, it's about her recovering from de- depression and an eating disorder um, by working at a dog shelter and okay. saving dogs and how that helped her. Um, she's written for CNN, Maria Shriver, People, Fox, and Good Housekeeping. She's a really great speaker. I've seen her several times, so it'll be a good day. And hopefully the weather will be nice. Exactly. Especially yoga on Discovery Green. That yes. is a super fun Houstonian-centric mm-hmm. pastime, so yeah. that's going to be good fun. And join us, please, on December 7th out at Discovery Green for the Nita Walk. Priya James, thank you so much thank for joining you. us this morning. Thank you so much. You have a great day, everyone. And we look forward to the continued growth of the Nita Walk here in Houston. And thank you so very much for joining us on Ion Houston Intercom's Community Service Program. And please follow us on our socials across all platforms at Ion Houston.